This is Pave It Black. Hi, and welcome to Season 4 of Pave It Black, the official podcast of the National Asphalt Pavement Association. My name is Richard Willis. And I'm Brett Williams. In this season, we're taking a little bit different approach to the podcast. In Season 3, we focused on technology. Season 4, we're focusing on opportunity. Exactly. So this season, we're going to get to talk to team members at different asphalt companies all the way from the accountant to the paving superintendent and find out why they do what they do. So I think these conversations for people outside the industry will help them learn about opportunities beyond the crews that they commonly see working on our roads. Those of us inside the industry may be able to learn a little bit more about the opportunities within our own companies and also hear about some of the ever-changing workforce, as well as some of the modernization that's happening within our operations. So if you talk to most NAPA members, They will tell you that safety is number one, or it's a core value for all of their companies. So it makes perfect sense that that's where we're going to start season four. As we get to meet a number of these different people in different positions this season, I'm really hoping to hear about the journeys that they've had to get where they are today. Specifically with the topic of safety, I want to know how you work to ensure that safety is always on people's minds. How do we turn safety from something that we're talking about or giving lip service to really making it part of our company's culture? So to help kick off this season today, we've invited Candy Klingensmith, who's the safety manager at Knife River Midwest. Welcome to the podcast, Candy. And can you tell us just a little bit about yourself? Thank you. Well, I'm Candy Klingensmith. I live in Kingsley, Iowa, right outside of Sioux City, Iowa. I've been in the safety industry for 13 years. I started at an asphalt terminal. And then I've worked my way up to uh, asphalt paving and concrete paving crew. So, Candy, did you always want to be the safety manager at a concern string company? Or could you maybe tell us your career journey or how you got into this role? Yeah, I never thought of myself as a safety manager. In fact, I never even thought about safety. I was never a big risk taker, so I had that going for me. But I was in sales. I sold copiers, faxes and printers, and then cell phones, landlines, and internet service to businesses. And I met a gentleman who worked at an asphalt facility, and he asked, hey, you'd be good at this. You want to be applied? (laughs) So I thought, wow, a safety manager, this is risky. My degree is in athletic training. I went to school with the goal of being a physical therapist, but never went past the athletic trainer. So I had an idea of the body, injuries, healing, rehab, but I went into sales because I wanted to be with my family. So when this gentleman approached me as to be a safety manager, I thought, wow, could I even do that? I know nothing. I didn't know what OSHA was. I didn't know what the EPA was. I knew nothing. So I went and visited the facility and talked to this manager in regards to what this position really is. And he said, look, we don't want a safety police officer. We want someone who can sell safety and you can sell. And I thought, okay. So I interviewed and ultimately, obviously, I got the job at the uh, asphalt terminal. And I thought to myself after getting that job, there's no way I'm going to be in this job very long. 
because I thought, what did I just do? Here I am 13 years later, going strong. That's an awesome story and definitely a unique entry point into the industry, but it also helps tell people, keep your eyes open. There's always opportunities for pulling in outsiders into the construction industry. Thinking about your work, what's a typical day in the life of Candy like? Or if there's not a typical day, what are the key responsibilities that you have for Knife River? A typical day for me would be to be flexible. I'm going to say in the safety field, you need to be flexible because you may plan a day for yourself and that day may not turn out to be what you are hoping for. So we are a asphalt paving company and we have multiple crews working within the various locations of the Sioux City area. So all of our crews are not right in Sioux City, Iowa. So understand what your job role is, understand where the jobs are at and where our need is at for that day. A typical day, you may have some paperwork to get done and then you're getting out in the field and being visible, seeing what's going on, talking to people, building relationships, helping people understand the actual safety and culture if they have questions, but just really being visible to our team members. So when you think about what you do at Knife River, I'm kind of interested in hearing what you think the biggest impacts that you're making are or what aspects of the job make you really proud of what you do for the company. So I came in in 08 and started at the uh, asphalt terminal and then in 13 switched over to the roadside because I knew that I wanted to grow within the organization of Knife River. And the best way to do it was learn all aspects of the job. And I knew that this job, no matter what, no matter what day it was going to be, still to this day, 13 years later, can be challenging. And you have to be willing in this position to take on the challenges. Some are good, some are bad. Some can be very frustrating because you're dealing with a lot of people. And the safety manager is not always everyone's favorite person. With that being said, I am very proud to say I work for Knife River Midwest. I work at an organization where safety is number one. I have management team that is 100% bought into safety. And when looking at the organization of where we were to where we are today, it took a lot of work to transition the culture to getting everyone to understand that safety isn't a nuisance. Safety isn't designed to be in the way, but safety is here to be a part of the team so we can build a road or a project safely with ultimate, the best quality and production. In order to do that, we had to have buy-in from the top down and the bottom up and everybody on the same page. And that took a lot of work to get everyone there to understand that we're one team working together for one goal. And it's been nice to see that our results show and the effort that we put in to make sure we have a great safety culture. And it ultimately started with really selling safety, not playing I gotcha, and building relationships. And that's really something to be proud of because they trust. And if you can build trust, you can build a culture. So you touched on this a little bit, but I'd like to go a little bit deeper because you talk about having it as a part of your culture. But let's just be honest, sometimes with things like safety, it's very easy for people to become complacent. It's something that we're always talking about, 
and we give it a lot of lip service, but how do you keep it really at that forefront of people's minds without having the kind of gotcha mentality that you were talking about? The way I look at safety might be different than some other safety managers, because like I said, I don't police safety. I sell safety. Our team members need to understand that what it means to be safe and how to be safe. And if you're playing an I gotcha game, then you're not building a relationship. You're not working together as a team. You're basically saying, I got you. Here, I'm going to write you up. We can't do this no more. So it's you versus them. And remember, I went in this not knowing anything. So I've had a lot of training and understanding. And it takes time. It takes patience. It takes a lot of just discipline to understand not just safety, but what the, these team members are doing for their jobs, all the way from the paver operator to the guy on the ground behind the paver to your roller operator, the uh, asphalt plant. You have to be able to take the time to understand how they're doing their jobs. Now, you don't have to be an expert in it, but you need some sort of understanding of what it takes to build a road, pave the road and then do the final finishes on the road and all the way into the plant. And to build that culture, you got to be creative, sending a message, but not sending the same message. You need to market your message, make it different, but yet you're delivering the same concept, just with a different spin, getting team member involvement. So remember, I am the safety manager, but we all are safety managers, and it takes all of us to make it happen. So I'm not going to say we don't have complacency in our jobs because we do. We do get complacent because we get comfortable. But when we start seeing complacency, then it's time to shift gears and go, okay, we need to refocus. We need to bring in some new creativity and we need to reset and get uncomfortable again because we're getting too comfortable. You talked about having to earn trust and that it took a while. For potential like new safety managers out there, what words of encouragement would you give them during that time? Because I imagine if you're trying to earn trust for two years, that could get disheartening. Do you have any words of encouragement or advice to people in those positions on how do you keep going and how do you eventually gain that trust besides just living what you say you're going to do? That is a great question because I believe everyone should know this when they're in the field of safety is. Earning trust is hard, but if you're determined and you believe in what you're doing and you enjoy the company you're working for, you do not get discouraged. There are discouraging days where you're like, whoa, I feel so defeated, but you can't. You have to be stronger than that and realize that you have a purpose. You're there for a purpose and you can create change or you can create buy-in or relationship building and trust by being visible, by following through. So if you're asked questions, follow up. Don't not be present. Don't ignore. Don't push them off to the side. What may be a silly question to you is a very important question to them. So no matter how small or how large, continue to be there for your team members, all of them, no matter what level they are in the company, because they all matter, they all add value, and they all are there for a purpose. And without them, we can't be who we are. Safety just has a different role. And I believe visibility, follow-through, relationship building, earns trust with them. 
and continue being positive even on the bad days. Look for the silver lining somewhere because it's there. You just have to remind yourself and then bring it out to everybody else. It did take a full two years, but it all started with just building relationships. So you gave us some background and talked about how you entered into the industry. I guess I was kind of curious if maybe you could share something about Knife River that people that don't work at Knife River might not know about the company. Is there any interesting tidbits that you picked up on about the company that you could maybe share about it that others might not know? Well, Knife River is a very large organization. We're in a lot of states. And we do multifaceted things. So not every division does the same thing. But there's a lot of the same construction happening. It's just different types of divisions. So it's kind of neat that we're able to all work together. Knife River is very strong in safety. We have support from the very top all the way down. It's number one. There's no exception. And they truly value their team members across the states, each and every division. We all matter. They acknowledge that it takes every one of us to get the job done and our physicians and working together makes the best outcome. So it's been an awesome company to work for because they truly do value their people. They believe safety is priority and it's carried across all organizations, not just one. Thank you, Candy. I really think that you touched on a number of very interesting topics around safety, and you also gave us a good perspective of some of the things that you work on or focus on with your role as the safety manager at Knife River. So really appreciate your time and you sharing your experience with us today. So my takeaway today from the conversation was really the piece where Candy kind of described how Knife River looked at the safety manager role and some of the skills that they were really looking for, for that role. And a lot of times I think we think about the safety manager being the expert and all the standards that OSHA might have, or MSHA might have, or all the different precautionary methods that can be employed out there. But I really thought it was very interesting that they keyed in on the fact that for safety, they wanted somebody that could really sell it, could market it and make it a core concept or a core value or part of the culture for the company and that the safety aspects of it were important, but they needed somebody that could really take it and put it in front of all their employees and make it a successful program. So I think that was my biggest takeaway. What did you take away, Richard? Or do you have anything you could add to that? Yeah, I found that to be fascinating that with the marketing side of safety, one of the things that really spoke to me was the team manship camaraderie that she wanted to feel with her crews and with the people that she she was working with. It wasn't, you're going to hate it when I show up because I'm going to be looking to ding you on something. It's, it was more of that, how can I help you and how can I be a part of your team and how can we do this better together? And I think that type of attitude would go a long way in that position to help gain that trust and help people feel more comfortable around you and not even be a distraction. There's a lot of times that people talk about, well, by observing something, you change the behavior. And when the safety manager shows up on your crew, are you doing things differently? But if you're part of that team 
and you know that the safety manager is there to just help you and be with you and encourage you to continue to do those practices, I think it would go a long way in ensuring that, yep, it is just something that I do every day and not something just when the safety manager is around. Thanks for listening to Pave It Black. Visit asphaltpavement.org slash podcast to find more episodes, suggest a topic or guest, become a sponsor, or learn more about NAPA. Pave It Black is produced and copyrighted by the National Asphalt Pavement Association. Music by Colleague. As always, thanks to the dedicated workforce connecting diverse communities all across America. Keep on paving it black.